Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And um, it's only been like two days since we last recorded. We, uh, and I honestly already feel like a different person. You know, we are different people. A lot's happened since then. A whole weekend. Yeah. How was it? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, I mean, it didn't really exist. I worked both days of the weekend. Right. So right. there's that. Um, but it's fine. For some reason today, I like woke up. I had a hard time waking up, but then like once I was awake, I was fine. Like lunchtime, Teresa and I were talking about how we were like actually having a really good day and we both felt really awake and we were like, I don't know what's wrong with us. Like it's a good day. Yes. And then I cried an hour ago. So well, <laughs> life is about balance. Yeah. So it's okay. It's all good. Um, yeah, I, uh, didn't do a whole lot. I mean, Friday, we went and had drinks after work, which was super fun, which may or may not have been the reason we recorded so late Friday and didn't get to our second episode, but it's fine. And uh, then I worked Saturday night. I had my writing group Saturday morning, and then I didn't do anything at all yesterday. Not a thing. Took a nap. Took a nap. I, I also took a nap. And I am not awake today. I have not been awake all day. People keep asking me questions. And I am trying my best. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. At one point, a student asked me a question after school today. And I literally took a second. And then I turned and I looked at him. I go, are you speaking to me right now? Because I'm going to be completely honest. I am so zoned out of existence that I only think I heard you talk. So we want to try that one more time. <laughs> like I just. Yeah. I was uh, re-watching um, Dead Like Me episode for today because I don't trust Friday me's notes. And so retook notes and every single person in my office thought they needed to talk to me. Every one of them. I started it on my lunch break and I kept going because I had a little bit, a few more minutes left. But I was just like, Jesus Christ, can we, I need five more minutes, somebody. Um, it was, they had too many things they needed for me today. We had a snow day Friday. So today we finished our school spirit week, which thank God, because it's been a month of school what spirit week. What was your day? Today was dressed like your favorite food. Ooh. No, that's the worst. The worst dressed on day I've ever heard of in my life. I was thinking of taking a stuffed animal that was a fish and tying it to my back with a scarf. And wearing a white shirt and being sushi. But then I didn't have any stuffed animals that looked like fish. Mm -hmm. And somehow a panda sushi just doesn't seem appropriate. Um, and I was about ready to give up. And then I remembered that I used to work at Dairy Queen. Nice. So I just wore my Dairy Queen sweater and I was a blizzard. Um, but uh, two of my students, one was wearing a red garbage bag with a Doritos logo taped to it and including the nutritional value. Mm -hmm. Well, you must have it all. Yeah. And then another one was wearing a banana costume. And these are my, my eighth grade boys, my favorite humans. Right. And we're at the whatever stupid event that we had for the spirit week. 
And all of a sudden, I look, and the two of them are like slapping each other. And I went off. I was like, excuse me, what do you think you're doing? And my favorite student just literally turns, looks me dead in the face, and was like, we're having a food fight. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you, I just about died right there. Like, I couldn't. I was like, every part of me wants to be angry right now, but I'm crying laughing. Children. And then they go, that's the third time we started fighting just so we can say that. I won't say I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's kind of genius. Right. I was like, how, how can I be mad at you for that? Right. So. I don't know what I would go as. I mean, sushi would have been my first thought. Right. Um, aside from that, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking like get like a tutu and be like ice cream ruffles cute cute and then just most of the kids um nope there there were some some good ones like the doritos bag and the um the banana Mm -hmm. mostly people just wore regular clothes and pretended that they had dressed up like food um interesting yeah it was kind of a shame really Get down marshmallows, put cotton balls all over you. I mean, you should wear clothes under that too, but well, yeah. The problem know. was everything required either too much DIY or buying things that I did not have. Right. Fair. Fair. So I was like, what do I already own? Yeah. I think that is a great outfit. I was I also, it. I was going to come prepared with all of my celebrity big brother gossip to talk about on this episode (laughs) but i didn't finish friday's episode you know it's okay so i I don't even know who the first person to get eliminated was (gasps) so i'm useless just straight did nothing i was like yeah cool 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 i know nothing you know but that also means that if i didn't catch up on celebrity big brother i've caught up on nothing yeah. Nothing. No RuPaul's Drag Race. Nothing. I'm, I'm behind on everything. Well, you know what? You are caught up on. Ooh, what a segue this time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try. You are caught up on Dead Like Me, Season 2, Episode 10. That is very true. Death defying. Is that, was that what it was called? That is what it was called. I have no idea. Very That's menacing. a terrible title for this episode. I, I know. I was trying to think. And I was like, I don't know where this came from. No. No, I can't. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. None. Nope. So it was released September 26th of 2004. Um. I'm sure it's a fine day. It was rated 8 out of 10, which is around the same amount it's been rated this whole season. Yep, pretty and good. Eight range. Um, the number one song was Goodies. Still. All right. Still. And the number one movie was The Forgotten, which I do not know, but it had Julianne Moore in it because I saw her on the trailer. 
Oh, oh no, no, no. Okay. I haven't watched it, but I've always wanted to watch it. It's Julianne Moore plays this lady whose kids die in a car accident. And then she wakes up the next day and <gasps> everyone says that she never had kids, but she Maybe knows. I did watch this. <laughs> this sounds like something. I, oh no. It sounds like the plane movie with a. Oh my God. Jodie Foster. Oh, it's like yeah. the plane movie. I forgot what that's called too. No, yeah, but this one. So her kids are like gone, and nobody, and everybody's saying that they didn't exist. That's what happened to the to, with Jodie Foster. They told her she got on a plane with her daughter, and then her daughter like went to the bathroom and never came back. And everyone was like, "You didn't have a kid," and so it's the same concept. But I watched that one, not the Julianne Moore one. Okay, I think. Let me just make sure that I'm not completely so. incorrect. If you like, it was 2004. The title, everything sounds right. Yes, yes, no, yeah. Her, it's her son disappears, but then apparently um, he never existed. Only yes. he definitely did. Right. Yeah. Yes. Same movie. Perfect. Um, the director was David Grossman, who we are familiar with. We talked about him last week. That he directed My Room, Vacation, and then The Escape Artist, which was last week's last okay. Wednesday's. The writer. Um, Carl Gadjus, Gadjus, and uh, it's Gadjus, isn't it? Is there a K in there? key? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. I definitely have had him write an episode for me. He wrote the Rite of Passage, the Rockstar episode, and the Shallow Inn, which was about the drowning in the pool. Right. And then Brian Fuller was listed. And was then, he, he, oh, was he listed as excerpts or? No, he was just listed. Did it say, it didn't I'm, say created by, it just said. Nope. I meant to look that up because I also was confused. Huh. So I don't know if he like, hmm. back in. I mean, that doesn't sound like something he would do. Because I don't think we had any, we didn't have any flashbacks in this episode of episodes he had done. Correct. Oh, that's so weird. I don't know. But uh, we had a couple of big guest stars. Um, Dustin Milligan plays Joey, the kid at the DMV. Yes. Bless his heart. And uh, MK knows oh. him. Yes. It, no, it does say created by. Does it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I just, I was very baffled by that. That's okay. That's fine. I uh, forgot. That's okay. <laughs> um, Dustin Milligan. MK knows him from 90210, yeah. the remake. And I know him from Schitt's Creek. Which I didn't know he was in Schitt's Creek, but I've never seen Schitt's Creek. So. Which is a tragedy because it truly is excellent. Like, you know how I like to skip things that make me cry? I just don't watch them. Mm-hmm. I knew the finale was going to make me cry. And I watched it anyways. I bundled and I prepared myself. So I was like, there's no way I'm not watching this last season. I, I do feel like I would like it. Like, I feel like the humor is like right up my alley. It but is. again, it has this weird thing where because so many people like it, I find myself incapable of watching it. I fully understand that. That was me with Twilight. That's why like, I didn't read the book. That's why to this day, I still have not watched all of Stranger Things because I just, something about everyone else Fair. liking it turns me off. No, I get it. I even even though I fully Valley. liked everything of Stranger Things that I've seen, mm-hmm. can't can't do it. I feel you. I feel you. That is a complex we seem to share. 
which is why we do a weird niche podcast that no one listens to. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you live in Germany. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. thanks Whoever in Germany is listening, uh, that, just means I, that just means I love you in German. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I also love you, but in English, because I don't know how to speak German. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, our other guests are one of my favorites <laughs> is Eric McCormick. And I tell and- you how loud my dad was like, Eric McCormick's in this episode. (laughs) I lost my mind. And it was, oh my gosh, so into it. Um, My favorite thing about Eric McCormick is that he's straight. I know, isn't it? I also love that about him. It's like, I love, so he is straight. And the guy who plays Cam in Modern Family is also straight. Yes, Yes, I'm obsessed because I'm like, good for you for being like, because both of their characters are so like over the top stereotypes without being like rude stereotypes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, good for you for being straight men confident enough in your sexuality to do that because I love it. I love to see it. I do want to say before we before we move to my next point, if you do not know who Eric McCormick is, he was from Will and Grace. Oh, right. I guess we should have sort of prefaced. Should that. I tell you who he was? But how I do you just not know? know. Everyone I just, knows. I just assume everyone's seen Will and Grace. He's amazing. So there's a new movie coming out that Billy Eichner is directing called Bros. And it's the opposite where the entire cast is LGBT, but they're playing straight men who have relationship issues. And I... I'm here for it. I would love to see that, depending on who does it. Really? Billy Eichner's doing it. No, no, no. I know Billy Eichner's doing it. I love him, but like, depending on who the actors are. Oh, I didn't look at the full cast yet. Oh, okay. But I'm, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Billy Eichner is, it's phenomenal. I'm sure. He will also be in it, but. Of course. Right. So, excellent, excellent guest stars. Top notch, favorite so far. Um, because I love, because I love Shit's Creek and Will and Grace. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just eating pizza rolls. It's fine. But she tried to do it very sneakily, and it was really funny. If you're not watching the YouTube, it made me I'll, laugh. I'll try not to chew ASMR into the mic. Thank you, I appreciate it. So, um, my notes are all over the place. Just wait and see. We're gonna be fine. So, we start this episode with surprise a monologue from george and she's talking about um you have to like hold on tight to things or they're gonna be gone and she said she's scared that she would hold on to someone so tightly that she would get carried away and i was like okay george that's actually sweet um no need to read my diary thanks right i was like i was like you who has no heart and no like personality this was this was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Just had to get her heart broken into a billion pieces and then she becomes a person, I guess. I don't know. I mean, well, hey, I think that kind of was the um, entire point of the episode. Is that it took getting her heart broken into a million pieces for her to right. be a person. Right, right. It just took how many episodes then are we like twenty? We have like five left. She'll be a person for like five episodes. So that's good. In a movie. Good Sorry, we do like your writing mostly. But still. No, I've got it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so 
she's she's going through all of this because trip the love of her life that she's known for two days has ghosted her and of course i wrote of course he disappeared he had sad sex and she sounds crazy she talks about her sister who she used to talk to and if he googled her at all this is 2004 we are not in the stone age if he looked up her name she's supposed to be dead okay google not super common in 2004 like it exists Ask Jeeves would have found her. Ask Jeeves would have found her. He found everything. Whenever I tell my students I'm older than Google, they don't know how to handle it. Like, listen, we, we used to not be able to just look things up all the time. We had to ask Cha-Cha or Jeeves. Oh my God, Cha-Cha. Oh my gosh, just through my notebook, I got so excited. I forgot Cha-Cha <laughs> existed. That just unlocked a weird box of memories. Me and Rachel were very into cha-cha you just sent a quick text and she solved all your problems i cha-cha'd so much it does not exist anymore we, i looked it up like this year last year <laughs> you know what else doesn't exist anymore stumble upon do you remember that it doesn't no they had a whole app and you just i, I know stories <gasps> that's devastating it is oh my gosh. rest in peace to all of millennial technology all right p the internet circa 2000 2010 <laughs> anyway sorry tangent and we had to have a moment for our uh, beloved lost we had to pour pour one out for the internet pour one out with our water because we're old. empty can of sprite right yeah no caffeine it's too late for that um and oh gosh i can't even find my notes uh something so, about she's crazy trip abandoned her which he deserves right, right. too so then they go to the diner and she walks in and daisy's talking about the stalker she used to have <laughs> but she's talking about it like it's a fond memory and i'm sure for her it was i know he did all these things and then she said but she stabbed him he goes you killed him she's like oh no i stabbed him right here it's like daisy <laughs> What is happening? And uh, they're talking about this because, um, oh my gosh, my writing is so little. Oh. And uh, because George is talking about, she felt it seems like she's stalking Trip because she went up to the country club, was like looking in the window and stuff and trying to. Well, and I don't so. know, George is feeling all kinds of types of ways about this stuff right now because she like aggressively tells Tiffany that she wants a revenge for breakfast. And God bless Tiffany. She's just like, we're all out of revenge. <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, then I guess fair. I'll have oatmeal and raisins. To be fair, that's what I do too. <laughs> Someone asks for something stupid like that. When they're just like, I'll have a million dollars. I'm like, we're fresh out. Because do you know how many people have asked me? I'll order a million dollars. I'm like, don't have that. I got I a dollar. Know. You want to order I some chicken? <laughs> absolutely hate when people ask me stupid things. Me too. Um, me too. But like the worst is when they're like, yeah, can I get like an Oreo blizzard and your number? I'm like, how about never? How about you can't have either? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I will make you a blizzard because my boss will be upset if I don't. But like the number, definitely not. You know, I don't think my boss would be upset. No, I don't think your boss would either. My boss at Dairy Queen would have. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of my bosses would be upset. 
So it's fine. Um, so then Roxy comes in. And this is what I feel like I've been talking about all season. So Roxy has the post-it notes, which we saw because Rube gave them to her at the end of last episode because mm-hmm. he had to go off on his journey. Yeah. And I the whole like last season and a half, I know I brought it up before when we were talking about like, it seems like Roxy has less rules. And it seems like, in my opinion, I thought she had less rules because it seems like she's stepping up and she's going to take Rube's place when Rube decides not to be there anymore. And this just like, solidified that for me i mean he gave her all the you know the tools she needed so like he doesn't have to be there anymore which sucks but and i know that he's not in the movie because we talked about it but like yeah still sucks and uh Um, yes i did like this scene because they were talking about george was being all fucking weird and uh roxy's like do you know what the fuck's her problem and uh Daisy's like, no, I don't know. I have no secrets. And Mason's like, I have no secrets. And Roxy just goes, Rube has secrets. And I was right. like, yes, he does. And uh, she also, Roxy just kept like cracking him. Like she made him like fill out this form after they did their roof or whatever. And um, Daisy's like, I'm not doing that. And she goes, oh, you don't know how to write? And she's like, I do. And she's like, oh, I just had to ask because you are an actress. And I was like, burn. it's like geez and then she calls george peanut and george flips out she's like don't call me that she was man roxy was on one today with like getting in the middle of everything Um, so then we pop over to rube on his journey and he's at the dmv which i guess is the first place you go I go to the oh. courthouse for death records. You go to the DMV for records. Fine. Is, <laughs> We're different well, people. Yeah, but I guess it depends on the, the town itself. Like, what, how big the town is. Because, but like, even so, there's, like, there's a, um, there's a separate entity that has the death records and whatnot aside from the DMV. They usually have a copy of it because they right. have their, like, license and whatnot and all that. But, well, like... If you need to yeah. pull the records legally, you yeah, go well, through the courthouse or through, I can't remember what they're called, but like Jersey has a guy well, who keeps up with everything. Well, because like my cousin was born on my grandma's dining room floor. Excellent. It's actually um, his birthday when this episode comes out. Happy birthday, Tyler. Oh, happy um, birthday, but Tyler. He was born on the dining room floor because it was a blizzard and it just was like they their car was not great and that's what happened but the town that he was born in didn't have a hospital so when they went to do his birth certificate the like town clerk didn't know what to do because they didn't have birth certificates because no one had ever been born there like in the time of record keeping oh that's hilarious so ugh. Uh, I think they so, they do have some of those now. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But I mean, like, so I guess it depends on the town and what kind of record keeping they do. Like, I guess, I mean, there is obviously probably a clerk, but like the town clerk might be in the same building as the DMV. You don't know. That's true, too. That's true, too. Because I think it's in the Bronx. There's like a DMV inside of like where records are like court records are kept, too. And I was like, yeah. this is strange. Um. But yeah, so this is where we see Dustin Mel- Mulligan, Milligan, what's his last Mulligan, name? Mulligan, Mulligan. I Mulligan. just, was, you know, I wrote, I know Dustin. that guy. 
<laughs> I put, oh my God, is that the guy from Shit's Creek? <laughs> That's what I put. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, he is, he seems real stoned out of his mind. He is not the brightest. And he made the funniest comment. Rube's trying to convince him to get these like records out or whatever. And he says something about doing it for America. And he just stops. He's like, anything for America, dude. And then goes against the regular. I was like, that's <laughs> like, all right. If that's what works, that's what works. But Jesus Christ. So he's trying to look up records and he has to convince this guy that he can look up the records. Yeah. We have very short room scenes throughout. Yes. Um, so we're back at Joy and Reggie and we learn that they're getting groceries delivered and I put it's the original Instacart. Okay. Yes. This bothered me so much. Me too. Because Joy was like, yeah, it'll just save me so much time to have them delivered. And I was like, what time? You don't have a job. What do you do with your time? I literally was like, what does Joy even do with her life other than being thirsty? (laughs) You're not wrong. But also, like, he gets there with the groceries, and then he puts the groceries away. You don't live there. This stranger just, yeah, just comes into the house. And he's like hanging out with your kid. No, I'm sorry. Which, good for Reggie. Reggie's reaction is the perfect reaction in this situation because she is like, yeah, my sister's dead. And he's like, oh, that's so sad. When did it happen? She was like, how did it happen? She was like, she was murdered in this room. And they never found her in the living room. And they never found the killer and just stared at him. I thought that was the funniest. And it clearly scared him away. It was excellent. It's like, she's like, I'll see you next week. He's like, this isn't my route. I was like, I mean, to be fair, I also would not want this route. <laughs> oh, gosh. Reggie. I have more to say about Reggie in the future. Her character development has become strange for me. Um, so, well, I mean, yeah. to be fair. She's an 11-year-old with a dead sister and two really fucked up parents. Her no, character development really is trauma. Right. But the way that it's per- she's portrayed at the end of this episode, I feel like doesn't fit with the way things should go. I'll talk about that at the end, though. I have okay. You'll see. So then we go to happy time. And who else are we talking to but our BFF, Crystal? And... George walks up to her and she's like, are we the only two single people here? And Crystal just looks at her and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like assume that you were single. She's like, do you have a boyfriend? And Crystal looks up (laughs) across the room and does this cute little wave. And it's Crystal, the the woman who plays Crystal, dressed up in a wig (laughs) as a man. With a mustache. and With a mustache. And a wig. And it was the funniest thing. I laughed so hard i yeah. think i made another note about this earlier but i just couldn't get enough of it but i was like crystal i was like i am dead no so this is so that was hilarious and then she's like i'm not gonna talk to dolores about this and then she immediately goes and talks to dolores about this it was like okay and uh so she uh goes back to dolores's desk and she's like being frustrated again and Dolores is like, um, I am active. I she said, 
I just received an email of a sexually explicit nature. And <laughs> she reads the email and he's like, what is her cat's name? Oh, Murray. He said, I, I would like, like to meet Murray. Yeah. He said, I would like to meet Murray. And <laughs> George is like, oh, that's cute. And Dolores is like, that is code. She's like, what? She's like, that is code for something else. And she's like, maybe or, he just wants to meet Murray. Or maybe he wants to pet my cat. Yeah. And she's like, what? <laughs> and Dolores, oh my gosh, this message looks so crazy. There's so many letters that don't go together. It's like someone just like laid on the keyboard, typed a message, and then laid on the keyboard again. And it's like, what happened? What happened here? Okay. And then we learn that jousting is also good for it's an innuendo for sure apparently but okay but in this moment i laughed so hard i had to pause the tv and my mom and i could not handle it because dolores says that you should never give up on dating because men are cute they can't cook and we just can't help ourselves (laughs) i wrote down the same quote i was like you're not wrong no you've never been no you've never been more right in your entire life yes yes (laughs) my mom literally looked at my dad and goes well you can cook at least (laughs) man your mom she's like you can cook you got that going for you god bless oh my gosh that is so funny I, uh, yeah, I, I lost it. And, uh, then, oh my gosh. So then we're back at Joy and Reggie's and Joy is on the phone with Clancy talking about when he's going to come pick up Reggie and whatnot. She lies about having a date. And as soon as she gets off the phone, Joy's like, I mean, Reggie's like, do you have a date? And she's like, she's like, okay, I, I have a date or whatever. But then she like has real talk with her and she's like, how do you feel about this? Like, let's talk. And I'm like, where have you been? This is like the first time you've ever asked Reggie how she feels about something. This is how you approach everything that you haven't talked about. What? Yet. Like, Healthy relationships. I was like, what is going on? I knew something must have been up because my note just said, oh, joy. <laughs> I was like, I don't. That's what it was. I don't it know. Was, she was having some real talk with Reggie. And then. Reggie tells her that Clancy and uh, what's her face Charlotte broke up, oh, yes. and <laughs> she's telling she's like talking to her about it, and uh, she's like, "What do I do if you?" Uh, she said, "Do I lie or something if you if I if he asks if you have a date?" And she says, "You lie like a rug." And I laughed so hard at that phrase. Um, I was like, I didn't understand that phrase, like, and I do now, obviously, but like when. Um, the band Perry was kind of a big thing. Um, they had a song and called The Way You Lie. And it said, you lie like a Persian rug on a front porch. And I was like, the fuck does that mean? It's a great line. It is a great line. And I would like to say it all the time. Now, I do not promote lying, though. But I want to promote lying just so I can use this phrase. Yeah, I don't promote lying unless necessary or funny. Fair. <laughs> Fair. 
I will, I will promote things that should not be promoted when it's funny. Yeah, right. Because you got to find joy where you can. And so now we have gone back to George and they're at this. So uh, Mason has been instructed to go with her to her reap. And she, uh, you, I don't know. I'm, fo- I'm following okay. you. I'm trying gotcha. to decipher what the F my note means. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. So they're at this reap and there's this guy who is such a moron. He's like, if he didn't jump, I would have wanted to punch him. No, nope, got it. Got it. I now understand. And he keeps saying like stupid things. He's like, if there's Grim Reapers here, he's like, tell them I'm sorry. They're going home empty handed. And Mason and George are like, is he talking about us? And he's like, death can't get anyone. And he's like making this big show. And he like moons the camera. And Mason just goes, that's really impolite. <laughs> it's like, that's one um, way to say it. Well, yes, because my note said Grim Reapers, period, weird shit, period, what a freak. And I, and but it wasn't until you mentioned the asshole skater that any of those phrases made sense to me. Yep. And then the grave leg pops up and wakes up the two homeless men who go and steal the mattresses. And this guy jumps off of the building onto the concrete. Now, here's the thing about that scene. And this has absolutely nothing to do with the scene in terms of like the plot, but it it might be the only scene ever in the show that they actually filmed in Seattle because the way the rain fucked with the grain of that screen scene pissed me off so much. I was like, yeah, I was like, the camera is so grainy, but it's clearly rain. So why did they choose this one scene to actually film in Seattle? Maybe it was just raining in Canada that day. I mean, maybe. Vancouver is probably a pretty rainy place, too. It's close enough to Seattle, but I was right. mad about it. Basically, neighbors. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree. Uh, but it was just it was such a ridiculous scene. And then he's like, woohoo, that was awesome. And she's like, you're dead. And he's like, man, it's got to happen sometimes. Let's go on to what's next. She's like, do you know what's happening? <laughs> She, she was, she was, he was an asshole and she was already very angry. Right. Right. So I mean, combination probably reacted the exact same way she did to be fair, but he was just such a moron. God bless him. And, uh, we go back to Rube who is still trying to get these records. And he's like, he's like, Oh, we have a public search. You can just search their name. And he's like, Oh, great. That's perfect. And he's like, so where are the boxes? And he's like, Oh, these are just after a certain time. I don't know what he said. And he's like, we went digital like two years ago. And Rube goes, what? (laughs) So Rube's trying to search online for, I think he starts with his daughter's name. Yeah. And uh, so he's looking up Rose and it comes up with 12,400 and something searches. And he's he's like, Oh yeah, that's through the whole country. Yeah. He's like, isn't that cool? And he's like, no, what about this town? He's like, more is better. He's like, no, no, when you're trying to filter stuff down. I literally just wrote Joey is so dumb. Oh my gosh, he's so dumb. And uh, he did say, it's like you live in a world with 12,000 menus and nothing to eat. And I didn't get it. No, I was like, am I a moron? 
Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> but if Joey you, got it. And if I was you, like, oh, if you have 12,000 search results, but none of them are like what you need in that moment. It's like going to a restaurant that has 12,000 menus for you to pick from, but none of them can actually feed you. But why can't they? You can just have something off off of a menu. You can't just pick a different person out of a DMV's list. What, no, but what? It, what? None of those menus are even connected to this kitchen. You don't. How do you know? Not you have twelve thousand menus. How do you know which ones for this kitchen? I just pick one, and then they just bring me whatever I ask for. That's not how kitchens work. They don't have all of that food. That is how they work. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no single kitchen has twelve thousand menus worth of food. They might. I'm going to find a kitchen that has 12,000 menus worth of food. Good fucking luck. <laughs> you just wait for it. And um, so six stargates I, in. <laughs> I am holding tight, but I hate that metaphor. Um, so then we go back and Joy and Clancy are chatting and she tells Clancy that she She's asking him about how Charlotte is and if they've got big plans. And uh, he's like, oh, fine. And she starts talking about how things are so drab because he's in such a long-term relationship. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> this relationship could not have been that long. And he's not been divorced long enough that it's been a real relationship anyways for very long. I just wrote that they're both so bitter. It's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. And so then he starts asking her about bag boy Vince, who's not even her date. And he's so jealous. So then he sees her, like, her uh, earrings and nails done up. And he fakes a phone call very obviously. Like, that is the most yeah. obvious fake uh-huh. I've ever seen in my life. And uh, pretends like he gets called into work so she has to cancel her date. Which she doesn't. But he acts like it. And I said Joy's and- date. I wrote Joy's date's going to be canceled because Clancy's a jealous fuck. And I cannot stand it. You don't get to have a girlfriend and then she can't go on a date. Exactly. Especially when you're the reason all this is happening. So I do want to say the camera work in this scene. I feel like this show accidentally <laughs> mimics other shows. <laughs> so I, I know I that one time they-, they did the police scene. It was on purpose. Yes. The rest of the time, I'm not sure it was, but whenever it was doing, the way the camera work was done, it showed her earring to her nails and like it flashed on the faces. It made me really think of like Malcolm in the Middle-esque sitcom filming where they would like go to faces and then they would like, it okay. wasn't all out like it normally is, you know? Yeah. It was like, zoomed in a lot more. It was just like the way they made the cuts, it felt more like a different sitcom. Weird. And okay. I feel like they pull so many elements from different shows for like, Five seconds. And then they back out. It's like, this is not your normal camera routine. (laughs) And like, I know they were trying to make it dramatic, but that's not, it didn't fit. Like, I felt, it felt so out of place to me. And I'm like, you could have portrayed this very differently. And it still had the, and it had the effect you wanted. Whereas this just, yeah, it was a weird scene. Um, I didn't like it. So then we go... So Reggie is talking to Clancy and he's like, Did you tell your mom that me and Charlotte broke up? And she's like, No. And he's like, You know how I feel about lying? And she's like, 
okay, I told her. <laughs> I was like, well, that was yeah. very fast to break. Well, no. Oh, this is what I was talking about on Sunday where last episode, he was like, you know how I feel about cheating. And now right. he's like, you know how I feel about lying. I'm like, oh, no, you, no. you don't care about it. That's what, based on everything you've done, that's all we, that's all we see. Yeah. You are a liar and a cheater. Mm-hmm. I don't know. His character and his character is so flat now. Like it wasn't great before, but it's flatter now. Like it's, yeah. it feels unnecessary to bring him back. It's like they brought him back because he got signed on for so many episodes. Like he got a contract for so many episodes or something like, yeah, I don't know why they brought him back, but it was not, it's just so unnecessary. Like I could see if they brought him back for like the last episode or last couple episodes to like wrap him up or whatever, even though I feel like he was wrapped up. But if they chose to do that, yeah. maybe that's fine. But like, this was just, I didn't like it. Agreed. Um, now we go back to Daisy and she walks to a bar and people are ordering shots that are on fire and who, but Eric. Okay. Hold on. Before they're not just ordering shots that are on fire. They're ordering flaming Sambuca. Have you ever had Sambuca? No, but I have a fun bar story about Sambuca. <laughs> you tell so, me yours and I'll tell you mine. Sambuca is very popular in Caribbean countries. Mm-hmm. And in the Dominican, it is very popular. To the point where when the limo picked us up from the airport... Which that already sounds like a horror. Like let we'll we'll just skip over that part of my life. Um, when the limo picked us up to the airport, it, there was just a bottle of sambuca in the limo, and my ex was like, "Let's do shots." So it like grape or like no, it tastes like black liquor. No, it tastes like black. Oh, that's licorice. what it is. That's right. That's right. It's like it's like uzu. Which is a Greek liquor that's the same thing. But like Uzu Sambuca, I just find them both disgusting. Probably because I hate black licorice. But okay. so like, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning, Christmas day, doing shots of Sambuca in a limo. That and um, it, it didn't get much better. <laughs> <laughs> it just went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. What's your Sambuca story? So my story is it was it was probably November. It was a few months back. And uh me and Rob, who's this guy from Wells who's in his forties, he's been a bartender for ever. And uh and he's great at it. He was a great bartender. Um this other guy was there with like 10 of his family members. They were like celebrating an engagement or a birthday. I don't even remember. And he ordered uh he wanted something i think he wanted shambord with bailey's as shots no 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 he wanted um what is it called the butterscotch one butterscotch and bailey's okay it's the it's a shot it's a real thing but we don't know i I believe you i just don't know which i can't think of what it's called yeah everyone else in the world knows but me right now um and so we don't have butterscotch. So he was like, do you have Sambuca? I was like, okay, we have Sambuca. So then he wanted us to do it like floaters. And Rob was like, you can't pour it the way you want it or it's going to immediately curdle. Yeah. And this guy is drunk and he's telling me how terrible of a bartender Rob is because he was a bartender for like four years and he, he knows how it works. And he said, and then when I brought the shots to the table, 
there was literally like 12 shots and I brought them to the table and he's like, well, I guess we'll have to see how these go because he just didn't even know what he was doing. And I was like, I'm going to punch this guy in the face and I'm going to kick him out of my bar. It's not even my bar, but I'm going to kick him out because I can't deal with him. And then it didn't even tip that well. I was like, if you were a bartender for your four years, you were a bartender, whereas Rob's probably been a bartender for 20 years. That's fine. Yeah. But gosh, I couldn't deal with him. But also when I think of flaming liquor, I think of you. <laughs> because of that time we had our, our drink at Stardust. Uh, yes. Bit. Yeah. Um, I used to keep bottles of 151 in my freezer in college. I, um, that sounds dangerous. Oh, I just took shots of it when I was at like all the time. Did, did you light it on fire? Sometimes. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Please do not catch on fire. Fun, fun fact: one fifty one will never freeze, no matter how long it's in the freezer. It can't a lot freeze. of alcohols won't. No, I know, but how like because of the the content? Meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, goodness gracious! Moving on, because I don't know how much more of you I can take right now. And uh, listen, I, I'm old. I'm old and boring now. But 10 years ago, I was a person. I was never a person, I guess. I don't know. I am just trying my best. So um, Eric McCormick shows up to the bar and he is hitting on Daisy and he is the biggest jerk in the playbook. He is the he is typical what you expect, Mr. Cool Guy, who shows up the bar and thinks he rules it. Yeah. And I love him so much and wanted to punch him. Yeah. I was like... The thing You're is, who's good at this? <laughs> so he walks away. Like she turns him down and he walks away. And I thought that was it. Like I didn't think he was coming back. And I go, this motherfucker got top billing for that. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's Eric McCormick, though. He had a huge show right. at the time. Like, I mean, everyone knew him better than anyone else in the show except uh, Mandy Petit. Never. Oh, you mean better than the people on this show? I thought you were saying right. everybody knew him better than everyone on his show. And I no, was no, like, no. Everyone knew him better than everyone on this show. Other than correct. Like, correct. So, like, probably would have happened anyways. But true. Um, so then. So then we figure out who the mark is, who she's looking for. And every time the reap is mentioned, I immediately start looking for gravelings. I'm like, where are they? Where are they going to come from? What are they going to do this time? And it tries to like um, arm wrestle with him. And I was like, and then that wasn't relevant. Like, I was like, what is this graveling doing? No, that's the thing. This man is arm wrestling. And um, in order to touch him, to reap him, Daisy calls him over and she whispers something in his ear. And I wrote, I cannot imagine what she said to make that man blush. I, I don't want to know. I do. I, I desperately want to know. I, I think also it, probably blush. I think it will be filthy and beyond, and I might need therapy because of it. But like, I also need to know. I, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, unfortunately, we'll never know because this man just spontaneously combustion lights on fire and she goes huh i always thought that was a myth and then eric mccormick is playing pool and he goes that man's on fire yeah. that's it 
Everyone, everyone's nonchalant about this guy just catching on fire in the middle of a bar. And I was like, that is not the reaction. That is the kind of bar I need to go to. I do not want to go to that bar. I would not have a good time. I would not have a good time at all. Don't love it. So now we're back at Joy. There is some more normalcy in the world, thank God. And um, Joy is, again having a real conversation with Reggie. And I'm like, who are these people? And she starts talking to her about going on a date and everything. And she's like, why are you having him come over? She's like, it'll just be nice to like, and she's like, you just want to see it. And I was like, Reggie, I was like, look how adorable you are. You're just being a daughter. Like, yeah. And then she says, when was your last date? And she was like, it was 20 years ago. And then I was like, what about that time she went and had wine with Angelo, though, before now? That was like a week ago. No, but, but I don't, I but I don't think she was considering it a date, really. She was just, I mean, I, it was. Messed up. Yeah, but she didn't really know what it was. Yes. I mean, they had wine. On they a had wine a lot. On a rooftop where both of you are interested in each other and it's not a date? That has happened, yes. That has not happened to me. <laughs> Real hard about it. It's not happened to me. But I have only had wine on a rooftop like once in my okay, life. Granted, I had wine once. on a rooftop at a party. It was not me alone with the guy. He oh, was, that's different. He was interested in me. I could have been interested in him, but I was angry at someone else. In there. And then I later grew to regret that decision. Well, you know. He's a lawyer. Mm, can't trust a lawyer. Oh wait, is this the guy you liked better was the lawyer or the other one? No, the guy I the guy who liked me was a lawyer. Oh yeah, lawyers are great. Lawyers are great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll argue anything. <laughs> I do a yes. We'll find you a yes. And uh, he's good, excellent. I'm sure he's wonderful. Yeah, um, he's a great person. Yeah. So then, um, she. So at first, I thought she was going to go out with this delivery guy because of how it was going. And I was like, why is she doing it? Then I realized when Angelo showed up, I was like, oh, she's going out with Angelo. She's making good decisions. Good yes. things are happening for Joy. All right. And uh, we approve. Before Reggie says something about kissing him, she's like, she said, you haven't kissed anyone but dad? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, do you think you forgot how? Honestly. How it works. Do you ever just think that, though? Do you ever like, realize it's been so long? I don't know if I actually know what I'm doing anymore. I mean, I think that about a lot of things in life. Um, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to answer your question. Today, I worked in royalties for two years. And we have to type in like the FTP number. And Sadiq asked me for it today. And I realized I couldn't remember it. It's been a month since I've done that. I did it for two years. It has now been one month and I had forgotten it already. So, yes, I all the time think I've forgotten things that I should not have forgotten. Cool. But yep. that's just me. But I learned at 23. I mean, I do not have the Alzheimer's gene, which is a bonus because the rest of my family have Alzheimer's. So I have um, not done a 23andMe DNA test because I'm terrified. That it will tell me I have all of the diseases. I do not have the BRCA gene. I do not have Alzheimer's gene. That's good. I probably there were a have lot of both. Them. 
buttons. You probably do not have either, but that is fine. It did tell me I, I should have had freckles. Like, I should have had freckles all over. I was like, you are confused. I do have freckles. Yes, I do not. I know it's kind of hard to see in a YouTube video, but I do not. I have, like, four freckles, like, on my body. Like, I t- am not covered. Um, most of the other stuff was right, though. My mom got it for me for my, for my Christmas present, so that's why I did it. I tried um, to get it for myself for my Christmas present, and my parents told me that I was just selling my DNA to the government. I mean, <laughs> probably, but they probably already have it from somewhere else is my thought. I'm a little cynical when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, oh, they have everything of mine already. What does it matter? Right. Um, so we go back to Rube and he's found the birth certificate for his daughter. And he just, it's just so sad. It is, but important detail. Mm-hmm. It has Rube's or it has his daughter's birthday and it has his age. So we know that Rube was 49 in 1925. Mm-hmm. Back when coffee was five cents. Right. Which means that he was born in... 1883? Hold on. Sorry. Math is hard. Oh, so we're doing mental math. No, 49 minus 25 is 24, and then 100 minus 24 is 76. So he would have been born in 1876. Sorry, I, it, may, it worked so much faster when I said it out loud instead of it trying did. to... It did. That was very fast. Yeah. Fast math. I used to teach third grade math. I just guessed a year. <laughs> I didn't even try. What are you doing? Right. What is happening right now? Trying to figure out why my fingers are the color that they are on the screen. Oh, Got it. Yep. Sorry. I'm, I've lost my mind. Um, yes. Fine. We're doing great. So he was born in 1876 when America was only a hundred years old. And he says, he's like, you see these boxes are so much easier. And, uh, Joey says, sure, but there's no internet porn. <laughs> Rube just looks at him. And he says, you smoke a lot of, you smoke a lot of marijuana, Joey. Not at work. Not till after work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've clearly had a, too much dude it lasted a little longer than you expected um so then we go back to daisy god bless her Mm. daisy and will have great chemistry and this is to their acting credit they are both having really good back and forth and this is one i mean i do think daisy's probably one of the best actresses on this show yeah, but this is just one of those moments that stood out where it was like she's working with like a well-renowned actor at this point, and she's holding her own. Like they both did so well together in their scenes, mm-hmm. and I hate him for being a jerk, but I love seeing their scenes together because no, so- I don't though, because all I can think about is how awful Mason feels. That's all I can think about. Every the whole time they're flirting, I'm, I'm just so sad for Mason. I'm just breaking for Mason. I know it's. Uh... And then speaking of George and Mason, show up at the bar, which is another good part where I feel like we started doing this last episode. I guess we're continuing on where they're continuing where they're connecting the pieces instead of just jumping around. Yeah. Like they bring George and Mason into where Daisy's already at instead of having. Yeah. Well, and they've, they've done that for a couple episodes. Like I think the 
the, yeah, VIP, the, the VIP reap was probably the first yeah. one. But it's just like, why did we wait 20 episodes to do this? Like, this is so much more cohesive than how they did it in the beginning. And I yeah. just, it's, and it's so noticeable because they didn't do it at the beginning that they do it now. And, and it's so much better. It feels like, um, and also, um, you called Aaron McCormick, Will, and that is not his character's name in this I episode. call him Will a lot in my notes. Yep. Yep. His name is, his character's name is Ray. Yes. Because he walks up and he says, hi. I'm Ray. George yep. just says, F you, Ray. Yep. <laughs> and I lost. I literally, like, like I watched this episode on Friday. Probably laughed it. It's been a few days. I watched it again today and started laughing at work. And I was like, I just couldn't. It was so funny. Like, uh, and uh, they talk about the guy catching on the fire. And George just says, there's one less man in the world. And she's just so matter of fact about it. I was like, you're not wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong. I mean, the, I didn't see anything that this guy, like, had done that made me want him to burn alive. But, like... His his whole kind of general demeanor seemed like he's probably said something to a woman that would make me want I mean, him to burn alive. He probably deserved it. I just didn't see anything that showed me that. Fair. Fair enough. But if I had to guess, he probably did deserve it. Yeah. Um, And so... <laughs> Daisy's talking about it and uh, Daisy calls her curious George. And I thought that was so cute when she was talking about George. Yeah. I do not even remember the reference. I just know that all she, she was like, Oh no, she was introducing them to Ray. And she just Mm -hmm. called her curious George. And I thought it was so cute. And poor Mason. I just put poor Mason a lot in my notes. I did too. My note literally just says poor Mason. I have a star. (laughs) It says poor Mason. (laughs) Cause that's how I felt the whole time. God bless him. So we go back to Joy, and it's the cutest scene. They go kite flying with Reggie. Okay, it was cute, Mm -hmm. but it actually made me really sad because it was the same scene as the opening monologue, but instead of George and Clancy, it was Angelo and Reggie, and I was like, Joy's like fully just like got a new life, but like in a way that makes me sad. Yeah, because like it could have been this way with Clancy and that, you know, maybe if George, I don't know if George didn't die. Cause I don't know if he was in this relationship, I guess he was in a relationship before. Yeah. Was, probably. But like, that probably was the breaking point. Who knows? But it was so sad. Yeah. And uh, I agree. It was a very sad scene because they had that sweet flashback with George yeah. and Clancy. And it was, uh, it was, it was cute though. And she lets go of the kite. Ugh. So then, we're back at George and she's doing uh, darts, playing darts while she is plastered. She has had a lot to drink because she just keeps drinking everyone's things. Doesn't matter what it is. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ray is trying to get info on Daisy and he's like, I'm interested in your friend. She's like, take a number. <laughs> and then he lays out the rules of why these guys can be jerks and get away with it they're not wrong nope i literally wrote well at least those reasons are all accurate i was angry but they're not wrong nope i was guys only want one thing fact two they pretend to fall in love before they get that thing and then they leave and then the girl falls in love fact and then um Oh my gosh, what does this say? 
They could lie, cheat, steal, or murder to get that one thing. Fact. They will, number four, will freely admit to it. Yep. Nope. For sure. Number five, just like the lore said, you can't live without us. And it just makes me want to punch every guy in the face that's ever lived. Fuck you, Ray. Yes. Yes. Just like George said. So, then we go back to Joy, who we adore. And um, she sends Reggie to bed at seven because she wants to make out with him. <laughs> she's like a teenager, but she's so happy. And, and then course, Angelo. Angelo brings out this picture, though, that he that he drew of joy when they were on their non-date with their wine. And he says, I have one for you too. And gives it to Reggie. And she goes, Oh, it's perfect. It looks just like her. It's so sad. I was like, that is devastating. That Reggie is joy. Oh, <sighs> and, um, she just leans right in and makes out with him after Reggie goes to bed. Yeah. He's so sweet about it. And he's just like, I think I have to go home. And he's like, I'm just not comfortable with, with your child being so close. And he's like, but I've had a really great time. I'm like, you are just the sweetest human on the planet. I know. I know. Ugh, I love Angelo so, it's, so much. It's really difficult to go back and forth between the scenes between Ray and Angelo because like there are two types of men in this world. And everyone I know is a Ray. Right. You find me an Angelo and you bring him to me. And then we'll talk. We'll consider it. <laughs> and um, speaking of Ray, we're back at the bar. And Mason and Ray are hanging out, playing pool. Seems like Ray is probably hustling Mason. But we do not ever see the end of that. I assume that's what's happening. And uh, No, Mason Ray, won. That game. Mm, okay, fair. That's why I feel like Ray's hustling. Because you saw him in the beginning. He was, like, really good at pool. Yeah, and Mason's drunk and mad. He's probably not that good at pool. Mason the state. Mason kind of seems like that person who'd be like a weird pool rain man because he spends so much it. time at bars. Yeah, yeah, but also like when he gets emotional, he's not good at anything. That's true. That's true. He's when he's emotional, really he's bad at everything. But Mason has yeah. been um, dead on aging, alcoholic, homeless for long enough that he probably is really good at pool. That's probably true. That's probably true. And Ray says the line that makes me cringe so bad. He says, if it can talk, it can be bald. And I was like, God help you. I want to drown you in a river. I was furious. Here's the thing. Then he beats this man in the face with a pool cube. And I literally go, I think Mason's in love with Ray now. I know. I think Mason's scared of right now. Yeah, no, there was there was some lust in there those eyes. Something. It was a strange moment. Mason is clearly a beta. Oh, I know. Like, but in a, in a not like not in a like pathetic way, but like he's no. clearly he's clearly a, a beta male in the sense that like he needs a powerful woman to like really. Mm-hmm. And so there's something about like that aggression and that like power in such an attractive man that he's just mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know how i feel right now right 
I, I think I'm, I'm torn between being scared of you and thinking that you might have just proposed to me. Like, I don't, I don't know where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was so sad because he's telling Mason, he's like, I'm, he was like, so it seems like there's something going on with you today. He was like, oh no, she's a sweet girl, but we're just friends. I was like, no, Mason. Like that's when you, that's when you don't lie. That's, that's the one time you don't lie. Right. I was like, stop it. I just wanted to smack him across the face. So then we go to Rube. This, I think this episode should have been higher than an 8.0. I think it was better than some of the episodes that are rated higher. I agree. So we go back to Rube and he has his wife's death certificate. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. I did not read it. So if you did, that'd be excellent. I did not. I don't even know if it had it to read it. I, I don't think, like, I don't think it showed enough. Okay. I didn't think so either. And he's talking about it, how the records are better. And uh, Joey walks in and he's like, oh my gosh, there's a whole box with that girl's name on it. And the box just breaks in the middle of the room because it's, you know, a thousand years old. And uh, it looks like that he's like, oh my gosh, this guy looks just like you. And it's Rube. I don't want it, Dad. And if he looks just like him, then he doesn't look like whoever he's supposed to be to people. I didn't even catch that. You know, that's been my one complaint. (laughs) Every episode, I pay attention to stuff like that. Point for me, not point for Brian Fuller, showrunner. Honestly, I don't think it's Brian Fuller who's the problem anymore. It's the Brian Fuller showrunner. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, Steven. Steven Godshaw. Yeah. You dropped the ball, Stephen. Get it together. Yeah. So that happened. And uh, I did say, like, why does his daughter have a whole box to herself? What did she do? Like, no one needs that big of a box. Do you know? Well, no, I know why he's on the wanted ad. Well, okay. Yes. But I don't know why she has a whole box. That's a lot. I don't know. I probably because of him. Maybe. Maybe. Well, because don't tell me what happens. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! I will come through this computer at you. You just fight. We are moving on back to Daisy and George. Okay. And Daisy drags George up to the stage to do karaoke. And of course, when the mic cuts back in, she's like yelling about how she lost her virginity, and then she starts singing. And I put, what is this voice? It's her country music voice. Okay. I'm country. (laughs) That is not a country music voice. That is a weird, not great voice. So thankfully she cut off real fast. What'd you say? I said it sounded pretty country to me. No, it sounded ridiculous is what it sounded So I'm glad it didn't last very long because I was not having it. Um, So in this scene, I was like mad. I said, Mason was right. George is not okay. Because earlier Mason was trying to talk to Daisy and he was like, I'm not trying to ruin your night, but George is not okay. Mm -hmm. And Daisy blew him off. And then George blew up. And I was like, see, listen to fucking Mason. Always listen to Mason. Don't. That's not a good idea. But in this case. 
listen to Mason. No, no, don't ever listen to Mason about money or drugs. Right. But always listen to Mason about other people's feelings because he's like, uh, he like insanely in tune with how the people around him are feeling. He truly, truly. Yeah. And um, then Daisy's talking about how she's not liking this guy, blah, blah, blah. She's been annoying, ignoring him all night. And all of a sudden he's like, Let's go off somewhere. She's like, okay. And I'm like, stupid Daisy. She's so stupid. selfish. No, stupid I wasn't Daisy. I wasn't mad about her being stupid. I was mad about her being selfish. Like George is clearly not okay. Mason George. has already told you that George is not okay. And you're worried about what guy you're gonna make out with at the bar. Like that's, that's also, so that's so unlike Daisy. Right. And also she knows Mason's not okay. Yeah. Like that's so selfish for her when she's not been okay. Yeah, like, that's so selfish and self-destructive, was, and I'm so mad about it. Yes, I was so mad about that. And uh, so now we're left with Mason and George. And Mason says, we're going to get over it with some petty larceny and vandalism. And I don't remember what he said before that, though. He said something that was actually sweet, though, because I wrote, I'm in love, and I know I wasn't talking about the petty larceny. No. <laughs> no, he was definitely saying something about, like, feelings and emotions and stuff. I don't remember yeah. what um, So George does not listen to Mason, and she breaks through this window of this department store and he's just like that's not very shadow in the night of you <laughs> it's like we need to talk about the shadow in the night philosophy and i was like oh gosh and then she doesn't even leave she just stays there so then of course she gets arrested. She gets, yeah <sighs> and she's arrested with these cheerleaders who have been arrested for assault and battery they're also yeah. ridiculous oh yeah oh my gosh so Rosie, sh- Rosie, Roxy shows up. And I assume she's there to get her out. Nope. Gives her a quarter and tells her to make her one phone call. She's like, you want to be, you want to grow be a grown up. But she, my favorite was she comes in and uh, George is like, oh, Roxy, thank God you're here. And she's like, what you did this because of a man. And Ro- George is like, yeah. And she's like, why have you ever been there? And Roxy said, if you haven't bought a gun or a pickaxe, it's not a real relationship. <laughs> and I, I was I like, I cannot, cannot with that. You're a police officer. Like, she just said that in the middle of the police station. It's just, this is just another reason. I'm so mad. We deserve we more, Roxy. Up. We deserve oh, more Roxy. Absolutely. And uh, so then we go back to Joy and she's been making out with Angelo and she starts talking about George with Angelo. And she's just like all of this emotional, communicative person that she should have been all the time. I don't know what happened to her this episode. And uh, this is this is when Angelo leaves. And yeah. Go. And I just put it all caps for the next scene. Oh my god, she called Dolores. <laughs> and I mean, um, I wrote, I wrote, who the shit is she gonna call? Oh no, no. Oh, here's the thing. When Roxy hands her the quarter, I wrote, who the shit does she even call? Dolores? Then I have a note about Angelo that he's so sweet, I almost hate it. And then my next note says, I knew it. 
I knew it. Well, after I thought about it, I was like, who else would she have called first of all? Because right. obviously Daisy and Mason were no help. So like she's not gonna call them because Mason just ran off and uh Facts. and has no money. And Roxy didn't help and Rube is MIA. So like Dolores is all she has left. <laughs> Somehow Dolores- I feel that even if all those people were there, she would have called Dolores. Probably. Who shows up in her jousting uniform. <laughs> And she says, some of us have, what'd she say? Some of us have uh, got jousting to do or something. Something. God bless her. I'm sure. I'm sure some people want to go on a date and go jousting. Everyone has their thing. I have. I mean, I have been to medieval times before and it's kind of a kick-ass time. No, medieval times is fine. But like, I just... I mean, I you're, I you're just watching, jousting. you're watching jousting at medieval times. I guess. I don't know. But like her jousting is a whole different world of jousting. Dude, you know what I want to go to? I want there to be a medieval times that is Game of Thrones themed. I'm sure it's lovely. Oh, that sounds amazing. Again, I haven't watched or read Game of Thrones. What is wrong with you? That feels like a I, lot of investment and... I just, I don't have it to is. Honestly, honestly, it is a lot of investment. It's a lot of emotional damage. I recommend it to everyone. See, I got to just like make it through life right now. So maybe, maybe another day. Check back in like five years. Maybe I'll give it a go then. Okay. Yeah. When we finish Stargate. Just kidding. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. We'll be halfway through then. Um, so then we go back to Rube. And that is not a word that is on my page. Mm -mm. I don't have any other notes about Rube. Oh, 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 this is, no, it's not Rube. This is when she does her typical montage. That's what that says. Typical montage. I don't know why I put it under Rube. But we have Rube going through the files. Mason's at the pool. Daisy's making out with Ray. And George is at work at happy time. And Reggie and Joy are hanging out after the date. And we have Joy, I mean, George finally giving into her life. And she's just like, I get it. It's not going to be how I want. I have to stop trying. I just have to be a girl. Oh, and and I wrote, only took you 24 fucking episodes to get there. Too bad. You only have like five more days of being a Grim Reaper. <laughs> Sorry about it. That's the suck. Um, yeah. And that's, that's how we ended the episode. Yep. Um, so I have a couple of things. Okay. Um, the birth certificate that Ruby is looking at says, "God bless Slovakia, Czechoslovakia." Uh-huh. <laughs> but Czechoslovakia wasn't founded until 1918. In 1901. It would have been Austria-Hungary still. Oh, for what? No, no. She it, she said she was born in 1925. No, no. The death certificate. Because he, she was born. So he, this was in the first, the birth certificate was 1876. Remember? Because that's when he was. No, no. Her birth certificate said 1925. You're right. So maybe the other birth, the other one was a death certificate. Yeah, but she, how could the daughter oh have been born in 1925? Throw out IMDb. 
We're throwing them away. Sorry. No, Um, I just know because I literally paused it to read the birth certificate and write down exactly what it said. That's the only reason I was like, those numbers don't add up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my other thing was where we talked about already where uh, Rube looked like Rube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So that note about the time is I don't, I don't even know what it's in reference to because that 1901 was not written on anything that I saw. Correct. No, I think it's wrong. Okay. So that's fine. Although I, I will say that their dates of when Czechoslovakia was founded are correct, but. Let us go. That's a fun fact for you guys. Just fun fact. And um, um, now Czechoslovakia does not exist anymore. Correct. It, you, it split up into the Czech Republic and Slovakia, but the Czech Republic also doesn't exist anymore. They've changed their name to Czechia. Hmm. Fun facts. We are full of fun facts for you today. Um, so who do you want to punch in the face? Daisy. Like, I'm so mad about it. So like Roxy didn't help george out of it but she did she like helped her figure mm-hmm. out how to make her own decisions but like daisy just straight abandoned her so i also want to punch daisy but i'm not gonna pick her because you did so i think i'm gonna go with ray yeah perfect they can go both get punched ray. straight in the face together mm-hmm. in fact we can take their heads and use them to smack each other in the face they're already making out i love it love it men um, who's your MVP? Um, it is a little harder. Um, I'm torn mm-hmm. between Angelo for being such a respectable, lovely man mm-hmm. and Dolores for kind of being like the mom friend we all need. Yeah, fair. I'm going to go with Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Unexpected. I just love her so much. I just love her so much. Fair. Um, Fair. Unexpected, but fair. That's how I like to be. Unexpected and fair. All the time. Mm. Welcome to my life. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Do you have any predictions? Never remember to do the predictions anymore. No, um, I try to remember on Wednesdays. It no. just doesn't make sense on Sundays because no, we I always know. record Sundays when we've already watched. <laughs> I know. Um, Daisy's going to have a breakdown next episode because... If she, not, she, she, I'm going to break down her face with my teeth. Yeah, between her domestic abuse, her sister, her feelings for Mason, and now this new guy rolling around, who I'm sure is not going to ever be there again. Um, she's due for a breakdown. Um, yeah. Mason's going to finally confess his feelings and like be heartfelt and Daisy's going to listen. That's um, asking for a lot. Yeah, but we only have like four episodes left. So like I see it happening now. Okay. We're never going to get anything with Roxy ever again. Yeah, no, she probably won't even be in the rest uh, of the show. George isn't going to have a personality anymore after this episode. We're done. Um, we, we will find out. What happens with Rube? What happens with Rube? Why he's got to want an ad? And God help me if Joy and Clancy get back together. Oh, fuck no. God help me. No, 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 no. Oh, I did want to say, so this episode, this is what I meant to mention earlier about Reggie. 
So our character felt inconsistent because it's the first time that I feel like she felt like she was 11. Like she had that youngness. Mm-hmm. And before she always seemed like she was a teenager in her demeanor. And I know like trauma and things can make you well, age. And whatnot, yeah. But well, like, okay. So I have, I have, obviously I spend most of my time around middle school right. students and I have two of my sixth graders. So sixth grade is 11 mm-hmm. who have both had some pretty traumatic stuff happen in their lives. And they both often say things that I'm like, that is too mature. And then say things that are like way too immature. So like, that's kind of realistic. But again, it's the, th- it's the things where we were talking about it, like real people, it's believable, but in characters, it's hard to understand that when we don't really have enough of their life to like buy the, the back and right. forth. And like, I'm, I would have bought it, I think, if it was back and forth like that, but it hasn't. She's felt like a teenager and too mature until this episode. Okay. And I would have wanted to see this throughout. Like, I would have wanted her to have a break. Like, whenever they were looking at the apartments, that would have been a great time for her to, like, be a little more youthful because she was spending time see, with her mom. And I did feel that she was a little more youthful in the apartment. Like, when she was running around and, like, t- excited about the dog and excited about yeah. the, like, so I don't know. Not I the think same way. No, I think it's there. It's just not as developed as it could be. Yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, Joy and Joy and Reggie and Clancy have all been written so not great. I know. I have such a problem with the characters. Like the only characters who have felt consistent. Roxy's felt consistent. She's felt consistent, but she's felt underdeveloped. Seen her like five times. But she's, she's so underdeveloped. Rube's consistent. Yeah. Rube should, I mean, Rube's story is the most intriguing part. So they have they to, they have to keep it out. So yes. long. Too long. For sure. Uh, too long for him not to be the main character. Agreed. And Daisy was very consistent until now, but if she has a breakdown next episode, I'm going to say she was still consistent. Yeah. I just, I don't like what she did this episode, but if I don't it, either, if, if it follows up, if it follows up with like more of this whole guilt, like conscience, mm-hmm. like break, like the thing is, cause like she was like finding religion. And then she like had the moment with the priest where she felt like she couldn't believe mm-hmm. she lost her religion. And then she relived her sister's death. So yeah. like, she's in a bad place, but I need her to like do something with it and not just turn into a crazy person. I think this was her final like break though. I think if if they do it correctly next episode, she's gonna come back from all of this. I think this was like pushing her to the edge and she got there and was over the edge this episode. Um Mason, Mason's been mostly consistent. In Mason, the beginning the first season, he waffled a bit, and I think it was the writing. I don't think it was the character. I yeah, well, I think I think Mason is probably the best written character because Mm -hmm. even when he's doing weird stuff that like kind of feels out of place there's always a reason for it it, and 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 not to say that it's lazy but i do think um the by having a character who is an addict you kind of can get away with erratic behavior Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily fair but like a lot of times when he does something weird it's then justified by whatever he was doing like drug wise. Yeah. So it's a little bit lazy and a little bit 
easy to make him the most consistent, but mm-hmm. but I don't even just mean in that. I do think like emotionally and maturity wise, he is the most consistent. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think George is just a flat character. I don't know. I think she is at this point, so- I think it's Ellen Muth is a terrible actress because I understand the concept of what they want her to be. They want her to be an empathetic teenager who died too early. But and I and I think I think part of it is her, but I really do think they it's got the thing is with that type of character, you have to have a really good actress. I just put, don't I, I think it's just that I don't like that kind of character. I don't think that that character is compelling. And I don't think that that character is I think okay. I think that kind of character is useful in print. Like I will say in terms of like, I bring things back to Twilight a lot. Bella worked in the books because she was blank, because as the reader looking through her eyes, you like subconsciously put your own personality Mm -hmm. into her. Whereas in the movie, Bella was the least likable character in the movie because you can't have a completely characterless character as your main character in film because it's a different experience. George is the same thing where like if I was reading a book and these were the people around me and it was first person narrative and it was monologues like the the way it is, I would totally be into the character. But watching her on screen, she's so non-dynamic that I just don't care. Right. And I think like storyline wise, her character should be progressing. Her character should be having these emotions that come out that you start seeing and they're just not there. It's taking too long. It's taking too long, which I'm starting to understand why it was canceled because there are things that are great. There are storylines that are interesting, but it's taking too long. They want you to wait two seasons and nobody wants, nobody can do that. You have to give some something before. And like the only thing they've given us is bits of Daisy, but they introduced her too late in to make her. Yeah. Well, and we don't, we don't have enough. Like they, they teased Rube's, backstory in the literal first episode the dinner scene was either the first or second episode yeah it was the very beginning and now we're 24 episodes later we still have nothing we just know that he is a wife and daughter which we also figured out very like what beginning of the season like yeah it's just taking too long right so i don't know i am i get why i was canceled i think it's not a terrible idea Mm-hmm. I think it was poorly executed. Agreed. You know what else is poorly executed? Our social media most of the time. But you know what's really exciting about our social media? Today, we added a Reddit account. Yes, and we added a Reddit community for the podcast, separate from any of the other show po- communities. We are in the Dead Like Me Reddit community, Hemlock Grove. Super Cole fun Shack. discussions uh, on the Dead Like Me community. We were in the whole Coal Shack community, Hemlock Grove, and we will be in whatever communities for whatever shows we go next. But we do have a separate Reddit thread just for us. If you want to talk to us, um, yes, you can still find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter, normal places at Death and Aliens. And you can follow me everywhere at EMKAY underscore superstar. And you can follow me at CECloud13. And uh, we'll see you soon.
Bye. Yeah.